You are listening to the Sojourn Church Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to view a video version of this message, please visit our website, sojournchurch.org. What I want to talk about today is how seeing Jesus changes everything. And that's kind of like a basic principle, right? Like if I came up to a church and was like, seeing Jesus changes everything, and everyone's like, yep, amen, that's right. But really, I want to make sure you hear me. Seeing Jesus changes everything. It changes your perspective. It changes the year 2020. It changes the way that we view life, the way that we parent, the way that we love, the way that we we operate in every capacity because seeing Jesus changes everything. So the title of my message is Seeing Jesus Changes Everything. I got real creative. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 14 today. Matthew chapter 14. So go ahead and open up your Bibles or turn on your Bibles or ask Siri to go to the Bible, wherever you need to do. Uh, In Matthew chapter 14, and this story in the Bible has been on my heart for really the last uh, a little over a month. And I think it's a perfect portrayal of, of truly what walking in freedom looks like. And so Matthew chapter 14, beginning in verse 22, says this. Immediately, this is Jesus, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. And they said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter, I love Peter. Peter answered him. And he said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this uh, amazing day that you've given us. And Heavenly Father, I do. I just thank you for your freedom. I thank you that, that truly what you did on the cross changed everything. And I thank you that you are not a God who just steps out of our life, who steps out of our world, but you are with us every moment of every day. So we praise you, Heavenly Father. We love you and we bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. And man, this is a popular story. It's a story that um, and it really inspired me as a kid. Uh, I was a very explosive kid. Um, I know it's a shocker, but I was very loud. I was very uh, probably overconfident. And I just, I thought, I was like, listen, I read this story. I remember I was probably fifth grade, sixth grade. And I, we read this story in, in Sunday school and I was pumped. I was like, dude, if Peter can walk on the water, I can walk on the water. So I went home that Sunday. I got my bathing suit on, and I was like, it's time. I prayed. I fasted for five minutes after lunch. I was ready to go. 
And man, let me tell you, we had like a long deck that went into the pool. Like the pool was lengthwise and our long deck went into there so that the family of six children could just find all ways to injure themselves. Um, and so I like was ready to go and I was on the back wall like an Olympic runner. And I'm telling you, I was just like, I'm, I'm walking on this water. I'm walking on this water. And so I count to myself, I'm like, one, two, three, go. And I, I take off, okay? I'm talking about like a bullet out of a gun. I take off so fast. And when I hit that water, I began to walk on, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> when I hit that water, I fell so fast. And my confidence went, whew. I mean, it was gone. And, and I thought to myself, I was just like, what? in the world. And I tried it over and over and over again. And let me just tell you what, it's very difficult to walk on water, okay? <laughs> so I want to make sure we put ourselves in this story because it's almost like we read that story and we're just like, yeah. Like what if you're Peter's friends in the boat and he's walking on water and you're like, dude, you're on the water. <laughs> like you're on it, walking. You're crazy. Can you want to try? I'm not, I'm not going out there. I mean, he is walking on water. And so I think it is important. What I want to talk about is, is what happens. This, this story is just so amazing. I think it's so relevant for 2020. I want to talk. I have three points today. I have three points on how to see Jesus. And my first point is this. Seeing Jesus changes everything. My first point is this. Through the word. Hear me through the word. The disciples were in a storm when they saw Jesus. They weren't like chilling in 65 degree weather with a light breeze, sipping on lemonade. They were in a massive storm. In fact, the verse literally says that the boat was a long way off and it was beaten by the waves and the wind was against them. And remember, when they saw Jesus, it wasn't two minutes into the storm. It wasn't nine months into 2020. It was the fourth watch of the night. They had been in it all night long. And I want to make sure we understand this too. These are professional fishermen. Okay? This is not like me and Jenna with Ezra in a boat trying to figure out what we're doing. These are professionals and they are being beaten and tossed by the wind and the waves. Also, the boat was a long way off from land. They were a long way off from safety. And I just want to say this. This world will come against you, and it will beat you, and it will toss you, and you will feel like it is against you. But that is okay. Why? Because there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong with admitting that. And here's why. Because Satan is after your freedom. He wants to push you as far off from your, from your position as a son and daughter of God. He wants to rob you of the freedom that, by the way, has already been purchased, has already been finished, cannot, it's not a redo, it's not a do-over, it's done, it's completed. Jesus said it is finished. And in the Greek, that means it is finished. It's done. I don't, that doesn't mean that in the Greek. That was just a joke, guys. Just a joke. <laughs> I don't know Greek. Um, and I think that what happens is, is the enemy wants us to begin to live in reaction and not in relationship. He wants us to live into reaction 
of 2020 and not in the relationship that we have with God. He wants us to live in the reaction that we see on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and every other 50, 100 social media platforms and not in the relationship that we have as a son and daughter of God. He wants us to even live in the reaction of the political and government world and away from the fact that we have a relationship with the true king, the true leader the one that can't be dethroned, the one that can't be outvoted, the one that can't get pushed out of office. He's in it. He's done. He wins. Woo, come on, that's good. Amen, Jesus. And now I think we can all agree, let's be real here too, 2020 has been weird. Right? Like really weird. Like I walk into a place and put a mask on and I get... I get nervous when I forget my mask. And I'm like, are they going to let me in? Can I get gas? I don't know. We'll see. Is it, is it a cool person that's going to let me or no? I don't know what to do. It's been, it's been a little weird. 2020 has been a little weird. And that's okay to admit. Um, and, and I think that it's interesting that this story, they are in the midst of a crazy storm. And I feel like that's kind of the place that we're in right now. Now, I'm not here to make political stands on coronavirus and all that stuff. We can all admit 2020 is a little crazy. Yeah. And some of us in here, either personally or know people, that our jobs have been affected. That our finances have gone a little haywire. We've had to move. We've had to look for other jobs. We have churches that are closed and then reopened and then you know, child care and it's you know, part-time and businesses that are moving and it's, you know, are there sports? Are there no sports? What do we do? What's happening? I mean, it's, it is a crazy time in 2020 and it kind of sounds like we're in the middle of a storm being beaten and tossed by the waves. Remember, the fourth watch of the night. And I just want to make sure we understand this, that it's not seeing a virus that changes everything. It's not 2020 that changes everything. It's not even seeing an election that changes everything. It's seeing Jesus that changes everything because it shifts our perspective on how we see 2020, on how we see a virus, on how we see the riots, on how we see the election. It changes everything. Seeing Jesus changes everything. And isn't it really cool that every one of us are here in the midst of chaos, lifting the name of Jesus? Oh, you could take every one of us and put us in a room, and I promise you, we disagree on some things, including my wife and I. <laughs> but you want to know one thing we can all agree on? Is when we come in and we say, we lift the name of Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, our living hope. Come on, those songs today, I don't know about you, they were just like hit me in the heart with truth. I was just like, boom, 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 like getting hit left and right. It's so important to understand that in the midst of chaos, we can see Jesus. You have to see Jesus through the word of God. John 1, verse 1, if you want to flip there, you can, but I am going to come back to the story in Matthew so you can stay there as well. It says this in John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. 
Just making sure we get that point across there, John. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and listen to this, in the darkness has not overcome it. It might seem dark, it might seem damp, it might seem that we are wet in the waves of, of trials and chaos, but it will not overcome Jesus. You have to see Jesus through the word. And you wanna know what's really awesome is that when we begin to read the word, do you understand that you're reading absolute truth? You're not reading someone's opinion. You're not reading in an article. You're not reading a, a, a fact or, or not a fact, a, um, a stat or something like that. You are reading straight up truth. The truth that combats the lies and combats the fear. And then all of a sudden we begin to realize, hey, I haven't been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. Wait a second, I'm no longer a, a servant or a slave. I'm a son. I'm a daughter of the most high God because of Jesus Christ. And not only that, but I'm also an heir to his throne. I'm a child of the kingdom. Yeah. Wait, I, I, I'm a priest. I'm not a sinner. I'm a king. It is amazing what happens as we begin to see Jesus through the word. Do you realize that Peter, this is amazing. Peter said, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. And on the word of Jesus, when Jesus says come, Peter walks on water. Ladies and gentlemen, it is important to read the word in a time like this. It is important to see Jesus through the word. My second point is this, through the Holy Spirit. And I want to make sure that we understand this. The Word of God and the Holy Spirit are not separate from each other, right? Spirit and truth. We need to be able to see the world, to see our life through the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God. Walking out freedom must be done through embracing and trusting the Holy Spirit. He will never say anything contrary to the word of God, ever. I make a joke about this with, my, with the youth group or whatever, but I'm like, listen, if, the, if you feel like you hear a voice and he's like, hey, you know, you should go murder someone. That's not the Holy Spirit. It's not going to go, and I know we're all kind of like, okay, don't talk about murder. Uh, that is not the Bible. The Holy Spirit will not speak to you something contrary to Scripture. When we talk to our kids, our, the youth kids, and, and even all the way down through children about hearing the voice of God, the number one marker is, does it line up with the Bible? Because if it doesn't, get rid of it. It's gone. That's like check number one. That's the first thing that Jenna and I, if we feel like we hear something, before we even bring it to anyone, before we even think about it, our first, thought, our first question is, does this line up with the word of God? And if it does, then we begin to go through the process of talking to other people, praying about it, thinking about it. But if it doesn't, we get rid of that thing immediately. John chapter six, verse 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. The Holy Spirit is vital to walking in freedom. He reminds us who we are in Jesus and everything Jesus did for us on the cross. People we need to forgive, things we need to turn away from. And he will remind us, and I'm sorry, he will convict us, not condemn us. 
He will convict us, which is very important. It is good to be convicted, but he will not condemn us. See, the enemy will begin to place thoughts and attack you on doing something. And then when you do it, he will then switch sides and point at you and be like, you dummy. I can't believe you did, Psh, I can't believe you did that. The Holy Spirit will not condemn you. He will not shame you. He will love you and he will convict you and he will correct you. But how many of you parents know? Come on, there is something amazing about correction. <laughs> it's what we have to do, not only to ourselves, but also to our children. Not condemn, but convict. The Holy Spirit is vital to walking in freedom. My last point is this, through our focus. We need to see Jesus through our focus. Now I want you to put yourself in Peter's shoes. He's a trained fisherman, all right? So understand that. I mean, he's legit. He's good at his job. He's a trained fisherman. He knows the boat. He knows the lake that they were on, he knew those waters. He probably could have even recognized the type of storm it was. They know what they're doing. Not only that, but he's also with friends who were most likely trained fishermen. And then a massive storm hits them and they're literally at the end of the fourth watch. The end of the day, the end of where they are probably exhausted, they are hungry, they're probably scared. Because they're like, dude, we're four watches in and this thing is not going to end. And now I want you to see this. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 14 and verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Okay, so Jesus is walking to them on the water and they're like, ah, it's a ghost. <laughs> they begin to literally like freak out. And Jesus, right, like he usually always does with the disciples after they lose their mind and he reveals himself to them. He tells them, hey, do not be, it is I, do not be afraid. I come in peace. And here's my favorite thing. Then you have Peter, right? And, and I say I love Peter because Peter uh, uh, does remind me of myself a little bit um, in the sense of I am an all-in, all-out type of person. Like you're not getting 90% Jake. You're getting 100% or I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I don't wanna do that. So like, I, that's just who I am. I, I, I give it everything. When we have lock-ins, I'm going all-in, okay? I'm, I'm staying up all night. I'm drinking seven energy drinks, <laughs> go to the doctor immediately after to make sure my blood pressure's good and I'm all-in, baby. I'm not like, oh, it's like two in the morning. I'm going to bed, guys. Just all have fun and don't tell your parents. I, I'm all in, okay? Which is why I don't like to do lock-ins very often. <laughs> because though I'm all in, my body is not. <laughs> my body's like, what are you doing? And listen, I'm not going to make any jokes. I'm a, I turn 30 next month, so I understand. I'm young. I'm not about to make any jokes. But I will say this. My body feels a lot older than it did 10 years ago, okay? And I feel like I'll be saying that the rest of my life, and that's okay. So look at Peter here. This is amazing. Look at what Peter does. <laughs> and Peter answered him, Lord, 
If it is you, right? Like, come on, man. You see and Jesus walk on the water and he says, hey, it's me, Jesus. And he's like, okay, if it's you. I just want to make sure, Jesus. I ain't, you, you told us to test the word. Okay. Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. I don't know if Peter had like tried to walk on the water previous in his life like I did maybe. I don't know why that was like a thing like have me come to you. I don't know what's happening there. But regardless, he says, command me to come to you on the water. And so Jesus says, yeah, all right, yeah, come. <laughs> so Peter gets out of the boat and then walked on the water and came to Jesus. Okay, I would like to go to my previous story about me trying to walk on the water, okay? It was a terrible, terrible fail, all right? Very miserable. If I had friends there, they would laugh at me. But let me tell you what. If I had friends there and I took like three steps on that water, they'd be like, Oh my goodness, you're our best friend for the rest of eternity. Can you pray for me? This dude is walking on the water to Jesus, okay? And his, I mean, seriously, his friends just have to be like, okay, there's a ghost that came, but it was really our teacher. And then Peter didn't believe him, was like, if it is you, let me come out. And now he's walking on the water. What are they, they're both on the water. I mean, this is crazy. But listen to this, Peter sees Jesus in the midst of a storm that they have been in all day with no end in sight and it changed everything. You know what it did? It gave Peter faith to say, I'm not gonna let this storm walk on me. I'm gonna walk on the storm. I'm not gonna let 2020 define me. I'm gonna define 2020. Amen through the word of God, through the Holy Spirit, through my focus. I'm not going to let my past dictate my future. I'm a child of God now. I'm a daughter of God now. We teach, listen, we teach, we don't, Jenna and I don't play around with our, with our kids. We teach Emma and Lily, we're like, they're like, oh, that person looks like they hurt their toe. We're like, go pray for them now. Go pray. No, I'm kidding. But we teach them, we're like, you have, let's pray right now. You have the spirit of God in you. Let's speak in tongues. Let's, let's begin to prophesy. You, come on, let's, what dream did you have? Let's talk about your dreams. We begin to put that in them. Why? Because I want that the, floor, the, the ceiling that I'm at at almost 30, I want that to be their floor when they're almost 10. And I think every parent in here wants that, right? Like, like seriously, tell me one parent that's like, I don't want my kid to succeed. No one. We would run them out of the church. Every parent wants their kid to succeed. Because you love them. And you pray as Jenna and I pray at night. We say, God, everything that we do, I hope, I pray, I believe that Emma and Lily and Ezra will get by the time that they are potty trained. <laughs> and there ain't nothing wrong with that, right? Little four and five-year-olds in the children's ministry that are praying for each other and coming in here and laying hands and we're seeing healings and miracles. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. But you got, you have to see Jesus. You have to see Jesus. Seeing Jesus changes everything. And as he steps out on the water, Peter, and he, began, he begins to walk on the water. I don't know about you, but I feel like my faith would be at an all-time high. <laughs> I can't say that for a fact because I can't walk on water. I've tried many times, including into my adult life. That's a story for a different message. 
But my faith would be at a pretty all-time high. I would be like, come, come, friends, let me pray for you. Come. Most humble man in the world here, don't worry. Healings and favor, blessings. Okay, bye. And let's just talk about this. I'm sorry, I got to say this. That's an ultimate argument winner. Hey, Jenna, I walked on water. So, I mean, and Andrew saw it. Andrew, tell, don't, don't, I'll come after you too. It's an ultimate argument winner. So my faith would be at a pretty all-time high, I would feel like. But I want you to watch what happens. In verse 30, it says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Do you want to know what the difference is between him walking on water and him sinking? His focus. He saw Jesus and he said, speak to me, Lord, and I will come. And he began to walk on water. Then he looks at his circumstances. He looks at his bank account. He looks at maybe where he is in life that he wasn't expecting. He looks at his expectations. He looks at the fact that he signed up for college in the fall of 2020. That might not happen. He looked at the fact that we had travel plans that got erased completely. And he begins to sink. The only thing that changed, the storm did not change. He was walking on water in the storm. It doesn't say that Jesus came and said, hey, come walk to me on the water. Shh, be quiet, wind and waves, get out of here. And he was like, oh, great, there's no wind and waves. He was walking in the midst of the storm. When he took his eyes off Jesus in the midst of that storm, he began to sink. So my question to all of us in here is, where's our focus, right? In the midst of the storm. Sometimes I feel like we kind of, and I'm I'm guilty of this too, it's kind of like, hey, Lord, take care of this storm, and man, we're going to turn to you, and we're going to serve you, and worship you, yada, yada, yada. But Jesus is going after, hey, right now, in the storm, in 2020, in 2021, in whatever year it is, whatever is happening in the world, whatever is happening in our families or in our home, will you turn to me, and will you choose to not let the storm walk on you, but you to walk on the storm? That is what Jesus is after. He took his eyes off Jesus and he looked at the circumstances. I'm gonna give you a secret about walking in freedom. Shh, don't tell anyone. It's only in the Bible, so don't worry. When we keep our focus on Jesus, he will guide us into all freedom and transformation. Every day being transformed, walking in freedom. Pastor Terry says this, I love it. I'm going to be more free today than I was yesterday. I'm going to be more free tomorrow than I am today. What does that speak to? One, freedom is a journey. It's okay that we don't get it all at once and we lose our minds. Oh my gosh, I'm not free because I messed up again. It's a journey. Number two, it's transformation. It brings transformation. So the enemy wants us to focus on our sin, right? Hey, deal with this anger. Hey, deal with this lust, deal with this pride. Deal with, and so we begin to spin our wheels and, and do everything. I gotta make sure we don't sin. I gotta make sure we don't sin. I gotta make sure I'm, I'm pleasing Jesus and we don't sin. But you wanna know what we're doing? We're focusing on the sin. We're not focusing on the solution. Do you know who the solution is? Jesus Christ. Surprise. 
Keeping our focus on Jesus is so important to walking in freedom. And when we make our, when we, our Jesus, when we make Jesus our focus and our lens for how we see the world, then we can see with a heavenly perspective. I wear glasses, I'm wearing contacts right now, but I wear glasses and I can tell you this, there is nothing worse than a scratch on the glasses. It makes you want to scream because you just look like a, like a weirdo. You're like, hey. <laughs> and people are like, are you okay, man? Like, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Wait, stop, don't move. There we go, there we go, got it. Like you're watching TV and you're just like, and, Jen, and Jenna's like, what are you doing? I'm like, shh, I'm watching the movie. <laughs> Why? Because everything is so distorted. It's weird. It's, it's, just, it's just a nightmare. But I'll tell you what, the best part about wearing glasses, and all you, listen, all my brothers and sisters in here who wear glasses, come on, you can say amen to this. When you get like a brand new pair of glasses and they're like fresh, like there's not, there's nothing on them. There's not dust. There's not scratches. There's not your kid's fingerprints from licking their fingers and touching your face for some reason. I don't know why that's a thing. There's none of that. Just my kids? Okay, cool. It's just everything is so clear. So clear. And that is what a heavenly perspective is. Seeing Jesus changes everything. Let that sink in. Seeing Jesus changes everything. And you want to know what's really cool? Even after Peter messed up and he took his eyes off Jesus, he says, Lord, save me. And Jesus rescues him. Jesus is not like, mm, mm, mm. No, bro, bro. This is like the 500th time today I've had to do this. Are you out of your mind Walk on the water already, dude. Come on. Jesus doesn't talk like that, so don't, don't run me out of the church. But I say that because he's not that way. He reaches down and he pulls Peter out. Notice they thought he came to him as a ghost. It was the Holy Ghost. Notice on his word, through the word, we need to see Jesus. Through the word, they were able to walk on the water. And through Peter's focus, when he kept his eyes on Jesus, he was walking. Thank you for listening to the Sojourn Church podcast. For more messages or content similar to this, please visit our website. If you would like to support our ministry, please visit the first link in the show description or visit sojournchurch.org give.